Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Thunder Rosa and I talk about AEW Dynamite because who is Thunder's Wrestler of the Week? But... Ricky Starks. Also, speaking of AEW, Ring of Honor Final Battle is coming up tomorrow afternoon, and we get to speak to Claudio Castagnoli just before his big match with Chris Jericho for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Also, we have one of my favorite interviews of 2022. Pollo Del Mar joins us right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Thunder, who is your wrestler of the week? Well, I guess, I guess there was a couple people that, you know, they brought some highlights to my life. Uh, they entertained me. Um, but, I, I mean, you know, we were talking about Bailey. Definitely we talked uh, extensively on, on Tuesday. But this one is uh, someone who I know for quite a while. He was on the independent scene with me uh, when I... I met him here in Texas, actually, and um, we did a lot of shows together. And that is Ricky Starks. Mm. Uh, Ricky Starks definitely uh, is uh, finally, after uh, how many years being an AEW, I said two and a half, three, three years of being a AEW, having a big, big match, a championship match uh, yep. to 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 the extent that he he is now. And the segment that happened on Wednesday was I think um, very heartfelt. I feel like for a while, uh, Ricky seemed very, even when he was in the ring, very upset. He's a very emotional character. And um, when I met him in here in Texas, like I noticed like he has a lot of charisma and everything. And then when we were at, at NWA, a lot of people were able to see what he was really all about, right? Yes. And and he started showing like little sprinkles of what he could become. And then when he came to AEW and has done some stints in, in, in different different times, I think he's always performed, all right? And, but this one is specifically, uh, NJF did a really great job on <clears throat> getting the heat with all the people in Austin. And, and he gave him the space for him to say what he wanted to say and for him to shine as Ricky Starks, the absolute. And when he did this promo, I feel like he poured his heart and soul on what he was saying. And I think that is very important. And and the fact that, I mean, I want to give also a lot of prompts to MJF. And I think that's one thing that MJF does really well. I know I'm talking about Ricky, but, but I'm talking about MJF is that as a heel, you have to give an opportunity to your baby face or to talk and to yes. give their peace. And that is so important for you to be emotionally connected for this match. Because a lot of the times we already know what the, the result is going to be. But when you play the role, and that is the role of being that, that heel that everybody wants to hate, and you allow the baby face to express and also to give his peace on why he deserved this opportunity... Like it made it so much fun, and 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 then when he hits the spear, uh, and the, the shoes go flying like the extra, which you is know? great, by the way. <laughs> that was so hard. good. It really cemented Ricky as as 
as the baby face, as that person that is fighting within, as that person that has no chance whatsoever, but he's going to go for it anyways, because that's the story that Ricky's telling. Like everybody told him that he had no chance. I, I remember when he was struggling personally to, to be a wrestler, to like full his dreams. And he, yeah, he was sleeping in his car. He was couch surfing. So everything that he was saying is a true story. It's not like it's a lie. So I think that's the reason why he came so to me because of where I come from, like it, it was so real and it, it, it was real. The way that he was talking was real. Um, uh, there was a lot of really good things during the promo. And um, but like for me it was the emotion that he showed during the promo, the fact that he, he is telling him that, you know, I, I love the part when he said, you have no responsibility, you know, you don't know what real responsibility is. And I feel like a lot of, uh, wrestlers that come uh, on the background that Ricky comes that's how we feel a lot of the times like when when certain people are on top like we are like yeah you don't know what real responsibility is and how it feels to carry the title and and the fact that he says like how much responsibility is to carry a title such as the AW heavyweight title it's huge you are representing yeah. the company for for everyone in the world whatever you do represents a company and like all eyes are on you, either when you do good or when you do bad. And then I think another really good point that Ricky did, and I I mean, it was, it popped me and I think it popped a lot of people was when he said like, you don't even care about the fans or this company. You don't even show up to the meet and greets because you think it's not, this is not necessary. I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, there was a lot of truths to, to that promo and, um, and for me, like the reason why he's a wrestle of the week is because of how hard Ricky has worked through all these years, through, you know, the driving tribulations that he has gone. Like he, he had a really bad neck injury after a match. And I was there actually calling that match. And I saw when he got hurt and I knew he was hurt. And then coming back from that and really rebuilding himself to get this opportunity that he's about to get uh, next week. Yeah, I almost, and I said this on the show yesterday, Thunder, I almost wish that the match wasn't next week i feel like there's a lot of meat to the bone in this story and you know listen next week shows a big deal winter is coming i get all that but i almost by seeing what they were able to do together in the ring on the microphone ricky and mjf almost wish there was more weeks to to let this story prolong a little bit and i'm very interested to see who's going to win this match and how this match is going to end next week because judging from Ricky Stark's performance, I mean, enough for you to say he's the wrestler of the week. Um, I think a lot of people were really surprised by what Ricky Starks did on Wednesday night. And there, there were, we got a lot of phone calls yesterday, Thunder, where people thought that they that Ricky Starks bested MJF. We haven't said that at all, I don't think, the entire time that we've talked about MJF. Perfect example is CM Punk. CM Punk would probably be on a lot of people's list of best talkers of all time. And I felt MJF decimated CM Punk almost on a weekly basis. That is not the case on Wednesday with Ricky Starks. No, that's, that's one thing that people don't understand. or I don't think uh, they have given Ricky more time to like really develop that. Ricky's excellent. Excellent. On the mic. Like he's really... It's really witty. He thinks on his feet really quick. He's always has he always has something smart to say all the time at any given moment, and that's what makes him very dangerous when you when somebody gives him a mic, right? And I think he hits all the points that he needed to hit yesterday to make people care about this match. And you are absolutely right. I wish um, this match was a little bit longer and there were more segments and there were more back and forths yeah. and there were you know more meat to more meat on on the bones, but. You know, it's wrestling. Sometimes this, this is how it happens, and you have to make the best out of it. At least it wasn't like your generic, I'm going to see you there later, uh, which I'm not going to get into it because I was in Raw. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know, but it's like, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, there was time for him to say his piece. And I think that is so important for baby faces, for them to say their piece, for them yeah. to give them time, for them to let them shine. You know, for for them to um to be able to develop 
Why is the reason why they're standing in front of the, the face of the, the division? Why is the reason why they deserve an opportunity to become a star or to be also called as a star? Otherwise, there's no point of him being in front of MJF, right? Yep. But Ricky has done really, really well. He has done really, really well in the ring too. Like he's looking very, very sharp in the ring because he's so passionate about what he does at every single moment that he steps in the ring. Like he's one of those guys that pulled me on the side and he like, he gave me those like little, little Melissa, hey, you need to like go just like a little hump on this or, 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 or try to do this in this way. You need to get the people really involved. Like these are the, like the only times that you're going to have to be in front of the camera, make it, make it work something. He's very, very passionate about what he does. And I love the fact to hear that he's such a good team player that he is actually helping out other people on the roster as well. Like a little bit of pep talk or a little bit of feedback and constructive criticism. I love that. And one question I have for you, cause you guys both have similar roads in a lot of ways. How did you feel about MJF throwing out that NWA line about, you know, Billy Corgan, the NWA and go back to YouTube. I mean, what did, what did you think of that line? David, I'm just going to tell you something. Okay. When I'm done wrestling, I'm going to tell my piece about everything. That's all I got to say. So y'all got to wait because I got a lot to say. All right. <laughs> well, uh, all right. Do you, all right let, let me ask you this. Do you promise to say it here on Busted Open? Uh, most likely, yes. It will be an exclusive. I know a lot of people want to get exclusives from me from a lot of stuff. But, you know, guys, right now, I am the most controversial woman in professional wrestling. Uh, <laughs> you know? Um, that I think that hit a nerve to, to a lot of people. I'm just going to put it like that. It hit a big nerve on a lot of people on that one. A lot. I mean, do you, do you like it when wrestlers throw out like other companies? Like, do you feel like it should stay in the bubble of the company that you're working in in that moment? Or do you think it's a good idea to throw out different, you know, when they, you know, MJF, for an example, in the last couple of weeks throughout NWA also throughout WWE. Um, I mean, if it's there for purpose for what the, the character is doing, I guess it does because it gets people talking and then maybe the other company will react. And then it's just like, we, mm. we got this, like this war is going right. Which is the wars of ratings. And that is the real thing. Like we're trying to see who can make the most money, who can draw the most in, you know, sometimes doing that, well, you can do it. And, you know, with the NWA one. I'm just going to wait. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchitz, Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchitz, Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show Somebody so you never miss an episode. That we should have had on... Months and months ago, and we dropped the ball. But you know what? The great thing about the Busted Open Nation is they'll let us know when we need to have somebody on. And when the demand is there, we answer the call. And not only that, but this personality reached out to us on social media and said, this is something that I really want to do. So let's bring in our new friend. And for a first time, and without a doubt, not the last time, 
from the NWA, Poyo Del Mar joins us. How are you? And welcome to Busted Open. What a dream come true it is for me. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you so much, Thunder. It's Dave Thunder and I go way back. Yeah, we uh, do. We sure do. Yeah, but I want to tell you this, Poyo Del Mar, that as much as you know, Thunder, it was me that demanded that you be on the show today. Oh, and shut the hell hold up. On, Thunder, hold on, Thunder. Hold on. We're talking. What is this? We're, amateur we're, hour? We're, we're, we're really? talking. We're talking. No, 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 no. The no, adults no, are talking no, right now. No. Um, but, you know, I want to thank you for all the kind words because you went on social media. I'm being serious that, you know, this is something that you really wanted to do. You said some great things about our show, about our hosts like, like Thunder and what a great job that we do. So I truly appreciate, um, you know, the kind words that you gave and, you know, judging from social media, when you put that video out there wanting to come on, a lot of people jumped on and said, yes, we want to hear you on the show. So uh, thank you for doing that. And I wish more people would do that because we, we get busy and the world of pro wrestling moves so fast. But I'm so glad that uh, that we have the opportunity to speak to th- today. Go ahead, Thunder. I'm sorry. And David, one thing that a lot of people don't know is what uh, Pollo has done for the independent professional wrestling. When I met Pollo, he was one of those people that really made one of the organizations that I used to work at was able to uh, bring wrestling into a very interesting part of San Francisco. He was the one who mobilized, you know, all his resources and we were able to have shows there. Uh, What was the name of the restaurant? It was El Toro restaurant. It's actually here very close to my home. And the interesting thing, Thunder, is that one of the people who regularly came to those wrestling for charity shows, it was a small organization that Thunder and I were both working for, sat in the front row every single show, is now a professional wrestler. Shout out to Marco Mayor, who is part one half of Money, Power, Respect, the team I manage here at home in Underground Wrestling Alliance. And they just made the PWI top 100 tag teams which oh, is an issue of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. But uh, Pollo is a, a great advocate, and not only, you know, in his community, but also for professional wrestling in San Francisco. And um, it is important that you talk about, you know, what got you into wrestling, you know, given that you are part of another community uh, that is very prevalent in San Francisco and the Bay Area, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, a lot of the times underrepresented. How does it feel to um, be someone who is representing both communities? I think that right now we're so fortunate because the explosion of visibility of people of all minorities, right? Like I, we're not just, I'm part of one underrepresented community, but we're seeing an explosion of other underrepresented communities like women's wrestling and an explosion of people in who are coming to the forefront in that, like yourself. But in terms of what, you know, I feel I don't do what I do to represent a community. I do it because I have a passion and love for pro wrestling that extends back to early childhood. And it was always a dream of mine to follow in the footsteps of the people, the legends of professional wrestling that I loved and admired so much. And I will say that as it comes to representing a community of people, I did feel for a really long time that that excluded me. So what I do think is a beneficial kind of side note or sidebar to my personal drive and motivation to be in the world of professional wrestling is that it sets an example for other people that if the most unlikely type of character or the most unlikely individual can succeed in the world of professional wrestling, then that means that the door is open for many, many more people who may not think of themselves as the stereotypical individual who would succeed and excel in wrestling. You know, talk about like a legend, like a Gail Kim you know, who has had such high praise for you, Uh, Effie, who's been on this show with such high praise. When you, when you see somebody who's like an impact hall of famer, like a Gail Kim, like how much does that mean to you that, that, you know, you have, you know, recognition and respect for somebody that has so much credibility in this business. It never ceases to amaze me, Dave, that people 
of all levels in the world of professional wrestling from the fan base that is growing behind me. And I have such an avid following. I call them my Poyo Posse from the, those, the fan base that's growing to people like you and Thunder allowing me to come on to the number one pro wrestling radio show in the world and talk about my experience and my time with the National Wrestling Alliance and other things to having bona fide Hall of Famers, people who whose work I admired and respected for so long before I had the opportunities to share a locker room with them and to have those people look at me and see beyond all of the things that may turn some people off and see that I am a character in the world of professional wrestling and also just to see the contributions I can make that I have made and the things that I want to do and cheer that on. That's a wonderful experience. And I would say also that it's incredible to have people like in the National Wrestling Alliance, for example, I have people like Dr. Tom Pritchard, who is there with us as a producer. I have people like Medusa, Jazz, these incredible wrestling minds and individuals who have done so much in the world of professional wrestling. And I can go to them and I can say, hey, I'm thinking about this or what do you do you think of this idea? And my goal is always I, I, I feel very confident in saying that I'm very good at what I do. But my goal is always to be better. And I cannot be better if I don't have people who are the best around me pushing me to be that. I love it. I, I love it. And and I love the positive attitude. And, you know, talking to you here and talking about your career and what you want to do in the future. So far in your career, what was the defining moment for you? What's the moment that you look back on and say, wow, when it comes to what you've been able to accomplish? Well, there's an interesting story, David. I I don't think that even Thunder or most people don't know. So I I was a, a journalist. You know, I've been a journalist for a very, very long time. It was my dream as a kid to write for Pro Wrestling Illustrated, um, which, by the way, has come to pass. But well on the way to, to, to getting that achievement under my belt, I had worked for a number of years with the Huffington Post, and I was interviewing a lot of these celebrities, like really big names, like Kelly Clarkson and Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, these major mainstream stars. And one of the individuals that came across my desk as an opportunity to sit down with was Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I was still really kind of, I wasn't questioning who I was, but I was very uncomfortable with myself as relates to the world of professional wrestling and the ideas that I had in my mind of what it meant to be part of that. And so I sat down with Stone Cold Steve Austin and he and I are in his like beautiful hotel room and we're talking about some film project he was doing. And we got completely on a sidetrack to talking about pro wrestling. And I said, I'm just such a big fan of yours. And he said, oh, what, which moment from WWE, WWF was your favorite? Which Attitude Era moment? And I said, oh, you, you don't understand. I, I followed you since you were in Dallas. And then you you went through USWA and then, you know. And he the, the look on his face was indescribable. And he said, by God, you're a real damn pro wrestling fan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a terrible stone cold impersonation. But the point of that is that in that moment, I thought, man, this guy is arguably the greatest badass in pro wrestling history. And he obviously sees me sitting here. He, he knows who I am and it doesn't matter to him because I love pro wrestling and his like handlers, you know, he had these film handlers or whatever. They were trying to shut us up, but he, he just kept going like waving them off. And we just talked about these incredible pro wrestling memories that he and I both grew up watching. And ultimately he got to this world long before I did. But that in that moment, I realized the only person, if he's, if he can accept me, everybody else can basically kiss my ass because this is something I want to do. I punished my mother with decades of forcing her to watch pro wrestling, which she hates <laughs> to this day and does not watch my wrestling work. Uh, she thinks it's cute or whatever, but, and she's happy for me, but I punished her for all those years. And now I'm going to pursue what I loved all along and nobody can tell me different. Uh, Poyo, when you were uh, doing the interviews, I mean, I'm assuming you were doing it with your, you know, your regular, your regular yeah. self, right? Well, you should know. I interviewed you for HuffPost. Uh, I when know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was going to say how the tables that. have turned, madam. I know. <laughs> but now that you can be Poyo Del Mar and one of the things that you always 
wanted to do and your, you know, childhood dream. How does it feel to like be your, your real self to the world? Well, interestingly enough, I wanted since childhood, if Jim Cornette is listening to this and rolling over at the thought that, that I do what he made so famous, it's your fault, Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette was my absolute favorite wrestling personality ever to this day. The Midnight Express and Jim Cornette's contributions are some of the things that cemented my love for professional wrestling. And I wanted to follow in Jim Cornette's footsteps. I wanted to be a professional wrestling manager, one of those over-the-top histrionic characters that I love so much about Jim Cornette and other great pro wrestling managers. I never, Thunder, never, ever, Dave, you're looking at me. I, I know I look stunning, darling, but this is not how I yes, imagined coming into the world of professional wrestling. No? It's not, it's not how I, you know, I, but what I realized later on, life is crazy because it, it guided me in a different direction. And I, and I did stage acting and I did um, drag performance and all of these things helped me create a character and a persona that in many ways is of course my own personality notched up to like 50 and it fits very well into the world of professional wrestling. And it allows me to, emulate in some ways some of the iconic personalities that were most intriguing to me in ways that I couldn't without this character. I could never emulate a baby doll or a Missy Hyatt. I could never emulate a Luna Vachon or a Sherry Martell who is right here behind me in my, I, I could never emulate these incredible iconic female personalities. And Jim Cornette, undoubtedly my favorite, but Sherry Martell, how genius was she in all her various incarnations in the world of professional wrestling? Luna Vachon, how jarringly gorgeous and yet demonic was she? One of my all-time favorites, Nancy Benoit as woman who just became the personification of sensuality for whomever she was connected to. Those are things that I aspire to and characters that I draw on on a daily basis. And in the National Wrestling Alliance now, I will tell you, I still get, I get to work with Baby Doll. And that is something that when I was like a very young person, I'm not going to tell on Baby Doll's age and I'm not going to tell on my own, but when I was a very young person with pictures of the, this woman on my wall, oh my God, I would have never imagined. And now Baby Doll, I know you're the perfect 10, but I'm the perfect 10 with a little extra. I, I, I like that. And you know what? Apoyo, what I what I love in, in doing this interview with you is uh, we're we're alike in a lot of ways, and I think one so. is well, I imagine you cross dress on the weekends oh, listen, all the time. Listen, what happens in the be in the bedroom <laughs> with Violetta and I stay he, in the bedroom. He plays, he plays with foreign objects all the time too. Ask him oh, about dear. that. Here, yeah. Well, my wife said at my roast that she sometimes has to play with foreign objects. But th this is another conversation for another time. It's another conversation. Go back. Let's don't go back. let we don't let Thunder like Rosa this. bring you down this hole because oh, she does it to ever, me. David. She whatever. does this to me every show, Poyo. But we're we're alike in a lot of ways in the fact that obviously uh we're you're huge pro wrestling fans. We bro we both grew up you know, wanting to write for Pro Wrestling Illustrated. That was my dream. I wanted to to write for Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And obviously I love what I do now. My gosh, you know, it is it is a dream come true. But there are times where I'm doing interviews and case in point would be yesterday with Ric Flair where it's like, this is like, this is the guy that I would watch. This was, you know, this is the guy that, you know, if it wasn't for Ric Flair, I wouldn't be doing this show. And now you write for you know, pro wrestling illustrated first, they did a spotlight on you back in back, you know, back in the May uh, edition of pro wrestling illustrated. Now you, you write for them as well. I mean, is there, is there a time where it's like, my God, this was my childhood dream and I'm living my childhood dream. So Dave, let me go back and say how much we are like, uh, one of the things that I love about listening to this show is that I relate to you so much. I love your unabashed passion for pro wrestling, how it literally fires you up, how you become irate and furious. And there are times when I feel that myself. So um, I'm glad that you can see that too, because I think if people could get past the exterior to 
like the shared experience, there the world would be a much better place in general. But, but you know, really quick on that point, I wish people would. And you know, obviously, when you were posting that you were coming on, there's going to be people on social media at stay stuff, and you just got to be blind to it because it's just ignorance. Uh, at least I hope it's ignorance and not stupidity because maybe in time that person who makes those comments can change eventually in time because I think I think hopefully everybody can change and their perceptions can change. But go ahead. Can I, can I say something to that effect, actually? And then I'm going to answer the question about Pro Wrestling Illustrated because I want to talk about PWI. But the interesting thing about that, Dave, is that when people, when I debuted, so I'm paired up with the thrill, Billy Silas Mason, the biggest man in the whole world in the National Wrestling Alliance. And when we debuted, the number of really horrendously hateful comments that we received was overwhelming. Thankfully, I had an equal outpouring of love for people from people who've been supporting me and wanting to see me performing on a show like that at the highest level. So it was kind of a counterbalance. But the, the point being that so many of those individuals who kind of like reached out like it with a knee jerk response to what they saw and hating it, once they started to kind of see the interactions, to see some of the storytelling, to see how incredibly talented Silas actually is, or how maybe charismatic or engaging he and I collectively are, a lot of that has turned around. So my experience just in life in general is that I can't control people's first response to me, but I can control my my response back. And I... Uh, you know, I feel strongly that sometimes listening and kind of understanding like where somebody's coming from, unless they get very, very personal and really horrible name calling or different things like that, slurs and slander, uh, it's like, well, you know, what makes you feel that way? Have you have you even seen the product? Have you seen me? Do you are you just responding to the fact that, you know, the way I look or what you think we're going to be just maybe give it some time? So we've turned people around for that. And now Silas and I are, I would say, one of our audience favorites at the National Wrestling Alliance. And thank God for that. And I and now, I also think it's important too, before you get into PWI, for you know, the that people are are just accepting because, you know, you're happy with who you are. Like I, I would think we're at a, a time in they our are lives. Too, I'm happy yeah. For them to be happy. Yeah. Like, right? you know, like here I am, I'm a 51 year old man. I dress like a slob, which my, you know, my wife is trying to change, but it's very oh, difficult to do. Cause I, I just, every day I wear jeans and a pro wrestling t-shirt, but like, and, but you, you, you are who you are and you wear what you want to wear. And that's what makes you happy. That's what makes you, you. And I would just think that people would be happy that you're happy and, and not just, and not just your, what you are are outside what you what you are inside and your beliefs and everything else so i i i hope we get there someday i know it might no, be a pipe I, dream but i hope we get there someday david i feel like for for polio and for a lot of stuff and i've said this before i think when the first reaction of people is they criticize what they don't understand they fear yeah. what they don't understand and polio okay. is one of those one of those things or items or person that you look and you're like especially if you don't know who who he is and what uh what she's representing right now right uh, you're going to go and the first thing that you're going to say is, is whatever disgusting thing comes out of your mouth or out of your, you know, keyboard. And and when you're saying that, it's, it's just so real. It happens to pretty much everyone that is against the the status quo. And, and, and you know, and, and it's it's horrible to see. But I, I, li- I, I love the the way that you uh, you turn you turn it around and you said, yeah, now people they like us now because they yeah. they were curious to see what what you wear and what you guys represented. And now they're, they're invested in, in what you guys bring to the table. I'm, I'm also a wildly likable person. If you actually don't like me, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, (laughs) I mean, come on. Like I'm a nice person, but um, that's aside. But so back to the question about pro wrestling illustrated, Dave, every day I wake up and it's not just Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I don't just contribute to Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I actually have a column called On Heels, which replaced my, I became the replacement for my favorite columnist from the 80s, who was Eddie Elner. And we know that we had Brandy Mankiewicz and others in between. But I get to write from that heel perspective that I love so much. And, you know, it's a situation where it's a dream come true every day. I don't know how better to say that. Like I, 
you know, I have next to me right here next to me for the listeners, they can't see it, but it on a list of things I want to do and aspire to do. And when I was a kid, I had that same list and it was, you know, like big part of it, be a pro wrestling manager and write for PWI and things like that. And I really believe that whoever you are, whatever it is you aspire and dream to be, I think you should write it down. I think you should remind yourself every day. I think you should do something to take steps towards achieving it. And sometimes some of that is not under your control. You cannot control how the world outside you might respond or the answers you'll get back. But it cost me zero dollars, zero dollars to tweet that one of my dreams for 2023 was to appear on Busted Open Radio, my favorite podcast or slash pro wrestling radio program, and talk to Dave LaGreca and Thunder Rosa or any of your amazing hosts. It cost me $0 to put it into the world. And what came of it? I'm here talking to you. And it's not even 2023 yet. I know, isn't that great? So I'm going to throw out one of my goals for 2023. Put it out there. I'm going to put it out there. Maybe, you know, I grew up, you know, reading Pro Wrestling Illustrated. It was always my favorite magazine. No offense, George Napolitano. I love Main Event Magazine as well. But Pro Wrestling Illustrated was like the magazine when I was growing. Maybe one day I might open up which I do still subscribe to, by the way. I'm still a subscriber to PWI and you Candace know, Dave, Cordelia. If you go online right now and go to PWI's Twitter, you can get a discount code to save massive amounts of money off of next year's subscription. Just putting it out there. Okay. And you know what? And it makes a great holiday gift as well uh, to give your favorite That's pro wrestling fan I got my first ever issue of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Dave. There you go. It was, it was a gift in fifth grade when my family was so poor. It was, we were so poor, my dad borrowed $20 from his brother to buy us gifts at a convenience store on Christmas Eve. Wow. This is a true story. And the next day, when it was Christmas morning, I opened our presents, which were minimal, but in my stocking was a copy of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And I read that magazine over and over until it literally disintegrated in my hands. And that one gift was what changed my life. It made me want to do everything that you're seeing. I'm going to say this since you, you want one of your goals for 2023 was to be a guest on busted open. And it's been granted here before the year was already up. I'm going to say this, and this is a promise from me at some point in the early part of 2023, you and I are going to host an episode of busted open together. So I am throwing, I I am throwing it out there right now where I'm going to set it up with, uh, big boss man, Eddie Brasilli and Paul, our producer, that at some point in the early part of 2023, you and I will host an episode of Busted Open together. Oh, my. Th- now that 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 is going to be like an episode as hosted by the two old men in the balcony on the Muppets. That's fine. I don't I'll, I listen. I am what I am. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. 
and somebody who's going to be involved in the main event going after the Ring of Honor World Championship against Chris Jericho is our guest right now. And this is what bothers me, Thunder, because oh, when I what? think of when I think of Ring of Honor, and I have been yeah. a Ring of Honor fan for almost now 20 years and I have seen a lot of final battles in my time and I have seen our next guest wrestle at a lot of final battles you know whether I've seen it in Edison New Jersey I've seen it at Basketball City I've seen it in the Manhattan Ballroom at the Hammerstein Ballroom and I'm going to be watching it uh tomorrow afternoon thunder and Claudio is somebody who represents Ring of Honor so well so at to your point that you mentioned it's who I will be rooting for tomorrow afternoon to be your new ring of honor champion. And Claudio, thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it because this is one hell of a matchup that we're going to see tomorrow afternoon at final battle. Uh, yeah, I couldn't have said it better. Thank you. How <laughs> <laughs> does it feel Claudio that you might be, you know, two time champ for ROH after that? Um, well, I don't want to. I don't want to celebrate, or you know, kind of uh, beforehand because you never know what's going to happen. And the worst case scenario, I'll have to join the Jericho Appreciation Society, which <laughs> sounds like hell to me. <laughs> something like Daddy Magic yelling the whole time when you hear, "Yeah, woman, get you some coffee or something." We're good. Like, where was my pants? Uh, just would be absolutely <laughs> terrible. So, um, you know, you don't want to put the the what is it called the wagon before the horse. You know, so yeah. um, let's let's take it day by day. Uh, I, I hope, I hope, uh, I'll be a two-time champ tomorrow, but you know, Chris Jericho is, I uh, just, just watched a video again where he's talking about how he's arguably become one of the best or one of the most decorated ring of honor champs in history. So, um, I think there is a point to that, the way he has been defending a title as of late. Um, so yeah, I think it's a very difficult task. You know, Claudia, when I think of Ring of Honor, I think of pro wrestling, not sports entertainment. I also think of the code of honor that's always been a part of Ring of Honor. And then somebody like Chris Jericho is your world champion. And you're right. Like, Chris Jericho is a legend. He's an icon. It probably brings a lot of eyes to the Ring of Honor brand, which is always a good thing. But it's got to get under your skin a little bit. Somebody who's been a part of the history of Ring of Honor and understands how much pro wrestling and that code of honor means to that brand as well. It's got to be upsetting to see somebody like Chris Jericho as your ring of honor champion. I mean, very much it is, it is very upsetting. And the fact that, uh, you know, he, he treats the ring of honor legacy like that. And he openly set out to desecrate, you know, ring of honor and, you know, um, kind of take it over and all its history. And then being so successful at it, I think it's a double-edged sword because I (laughs) feel a lot of people now, root for him because they enjoy seeing him in all those matches you know and he he has been putting on some bangers but to me it just doesn't do ring of honor justice the way he's behaving and i feel like that's uh, what a ring of honor champion should represent is inside and outside of the ring and especially after that bell rings i uh, you know the way he's been going after bobby cruz or uh yeah. Ian Riccaboni, you know so it's just it, it's not right and it doesn't sit right with me and it hasn't sat right with me for a while. So I feel it is my time and I need to prove to myself and um, the fans that have been following my career and um, kind of accepted and embraced my values that uh, I can be a ring of honor champion. And uh, to me, that is, that is very important. And also this thing with the Blackpool combat club and, the Cherokee Appreciation Society has been going on since I joined AW and well before that, as a matter of fact. So mm-hmm. I figured Final Battle is a very fitting name and ending point for this whole thing. William Regal, uh, stepping aside, of course, you said the BCC and such an important part of what you're doing uh, with AEW, uh, going to work with his son. How difficult is, is it for you uh, to say goodbye to William Regal? Because he's been such a big part of what you've been doing with AEW. Oh, I, I never say goodbye to William Regal because I know I always see him or can talk to him at any 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 point. Um, you know, William, I mean, his lordship, as we call him in the Blackpool Combat Club, he's, uh, he's extremely, he's one of the smartest 
men in professional wrestling. And that's why he left the way he did to give us um, that last lesson, as they call it, that extra edge, that that little little bit more, um, what do you want to, what, what grit, whatever you want to call it, but like, that's what you need sometimes to succeed. And I really appreciate that because I was kind of conflicted going into the match like after after full gear you know it was kind of mm-hmm. the, like why why can't i be chris jericho when the title is on the line kind of thing and then after the message this this wednesday it's like no we can like my confidence went up again and that's what a mentor like william regal does he takes one for the team in literally to make his team better and um, i feel that's what he did and to me yeah he's he's always around um i mean i meant it I ended the man's career. So I feel like that puts you on a different respect level and on a different level um, altogether with him. So I feel the bond we have, like he said, he's PCC for life. And so am I. So I, I, I mean, it. I say that now, which makes tomorrow <laughs> even, even harder and even more must win because again, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to join the J. Yeah. So what is he, you. what do you, no, I mean, no. <laughs> I don't think you will fit in really well, especially if you have to wear a stupid hat. You know, <sighs> <laughs> that hat is more famous than some people that I know. I can tell you that. But um, what is the one of the the biggest challenge you think coming into this match? Since you already you know faced Jericho, uh, and um, like, what do you feel like you need to do this time? Um, so it's extra difficult because a there's added pressure of you. You don't want to lose because again that will mean i'll have to join jes and it's really must win for me uh from from a perspective of this is probably my last chance at the ring of honor world championship um as long as chris jericho has it and the way he's been defending it that could be for a very long time um and again i feel like i fight for a lot of the ring of honor fans and a lot of the you know people that work for ring of honor to you know, be in a safe work environment and have a champion that they can actually look up to and respect and that respects the company and the history and everything. Um, so to me, that's just the extra pressure. And I think I just, not that I was holding back, but I cannot worry about any of that once the bell rings because Chris Jericho is so good and so good at adapting to everything and coming up with new plans and new moves and new counters and new everything. I mean, he reinvented himself uh, probably more than anybody in this business. So I don't really know what to expect. I can just be the best that I can be. And um, I think that will be enough if I... <laughs> fingers fingers crossed, uh, Claudio, because we don't want you to be part of this Jericho Appreciation Society. Ring of Honor Final Battle 2022 live at College Park Center in Arlington, Texas, tomorrow afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can't get out there to Texas, you can watch it on pay-per-view, also available on Bleacher Report, BR Live. Claudio, good luck. I'll be rooting for you tomorrow afternoon for Final Battle. Thank you very much. I mean, Final Battle is always has always been the event to watch in Ring of Honor yes. all the year. And I feel this year with the with with the stacked card that we have, I mean, it's just top to bottom. Just just on Wednesday they they added the Briscoes against FTR in a in a dark color match. I mean Amazing. That's like that's the last minute edition. Like that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like the the card is so stacked. We have uh Yuda against Garcia, uh, you know, for the for the pure title, which is which is, you know. That was a really good match last time. That's just like, a, what would you call it? Like a, a dessert or a, the main course for many wrestling fans, you know, so to speak. So um, it's just a stacked card. And me and Jericho, I mean, I feel like I had good chemistry or good matches with Jericho. Um, if you want to look at it from a from a, that perspective, I was not very happy with the outcome. So hopefully I can mend that. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm very excited. And uh, I, I may have... A, one or two special things up my sleeve. So I love it. It's definitely it a hold stack on, David, card. Hold on, David. I, I'm so curious. Do you have a chant, like a chant for your team? For because it's you know it's the World Cup, and you know I've been seeing that. Do you how what would be your chant? Oh, what would be my chant for the? Um, uh, so there is a. 
there's there's a TV show called Ted Lasso, and I'm sure uh-huh. you guys have, have have seen it. It's it's about uh, football in England. It, it's it's tremendous. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. But there's there's a, a chant for uh, one of the players, um, uh, Roy Roy Kent. Uh, but I feel like that would be very fitting for the Blackpool Combat Club. It's essentially uh, show us. We fight you here. We fight you there. We fight you every effing where. Blackpool Combat Club. So like, <laughs> if you could chat something like that, you know, that would be that would be amazing. But um, I'm always amazed with uh, what the fans come up with. So I never try to force anything, like as far as uh, what the fans react to or tell them what to chant, uh, because it's kind of like a catchphrase, right? Um, whatever sticks, sticks. Yeah, like I guess it has to come natural. You can't force it. It's got to be just something that yeah, organically yeah. happens. But, but if they could have a chat, like come up with this cool soccer chat for the BCC, that would be absolutely amazing. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great um, one. Yeah. So there's there's been there's been plenty of plenty of awesome ones. Every time I'm so much looking forward to uh, AW going to the UK because the UK fans are so creative and obviously they have a, a little bit of an edge when it comes to soccer chanting. Um, so I can't wait to hear what what they come up with. And hey, listen, Claudio, we need you to win this match tomorrow. Not to put any added pressure on you because I'm no, sure no, you're no, feeling no, no. pressure I know already. This is, this is, this is must win. Busted open as part of the Sirius XM sports podcast network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today, wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.